everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time visiting our platform, we'd like to say welcome. This platform goes over key business topics, investment strategies, world and economic news. This platform is for educational purposes only. This meeting is sponsored by Prospector Investments. Our financial consultants and technical analysis is brought to you by CarreraVirtue.com. So without further ado, guys, let's get started. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, our last video, we talked a little bit about uh, several topics and uh, we touched on the, some stocks and, and different things like that, um, some terms. Uh, today in the market, the bear market continued on. You know, we've seen some more drop in uh, company stock prices. Um, the VIX, which we talked about last week, was at a high of 33. What, um, Jose was telling me today it reached all the way to 33. So uh, that means a lot of volatility in the market. Um, and that the VIX just measures the fear in the market and, and what the market is possibly going to do over the next 30 days. So the higher that number, that just means that the crazier the market is going to get. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of crazy stuff happen in the market. Um, I think the market when it opened today was like it, it like just dropped down and then it just kind of rebounded. Is that is that how it did today? Is that was like yeah, the, the open? yeah, like the open actually it opened down three sixty um, on pre market action. That was at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so that's what it got down to like uh, so future. I was looking at futures overnight. Mm. Um, so you opened at three three. Uh, the spy opened at three sixty. Um. The SPX open at 336, 36, 30, uh, 3622, something about. Um, so, but yeah, 360. Um, he had like a looking at intraday this morning, he had like um, it went, went up, it opened at 364, he, uh -huh. and it now like a resistance area. Look, I'm looking at the five minute uh chart at this moment, five minute time frame, and then he it, it worked his way back down to 357, which was the low of the day. Okay, okay. Then it bounced back. So it was like a flat day in a way. Okay. Uh, a lot of volatility. It went down, went back up to 362, and it closed around 360 way open at a pre-market. Okay. Um, so like pretty much really not. It was just like a straight. That's what we call a flat day in a way. We go down and close at the, on the set level. We open, you open back up. So yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was, uh, I thought I've seen a chart and it was like dropped and then it must have been some stock i was looking at though but I, I wasn't sure if it was just the market overall or just that particular stock i was looking at but um you know so yeah man the, um we we need the vix we need the vix to get around 20 or under uh before we start seeing you know some 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 trending some uptrend in the market so uh, right now the fear is just uh just it's, it's a lot of fear in the market due to a lot of uh turmoil and and you know geopolitical and all the different well, things this, going on the cpi data is coming out this week right so yeah. Yeah. really that's a big catalyst for the month and everybody's curious if that number is higher than expected it's going to signal the fed to be more hawkish right which could lead right. into a larger rate hike than anticipated right now the market is pricing in a like 75 basis points mm -hmm. so if it's if Inflation is any worse than we thought. We may see a more aggressive hike next time the Fed talks. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And we see unemployment as 3.5%. It's the lowest in years. Um, Fed officials um, pretty much came out about the markets and said, don't even don't even think about price cuts next year. <laughs> don't even think about rate cuts next year. So they pretty much put a warning out there like we're going to stay with our foot on the pedal. Stay the course. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to see uh, an increase uh, in 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 the rates even going into next year so we we got some stuff to look forward to as far as the rate increase and we and we're going to see it happen um i mean this might be the new norm for a little bit right like we're used to interest rates that were negative like zero zero. right yeah but that was to stimulate the economy we realized that we actually maybe have overstimulated the economy (laughs) so now we need to pull back aggressively right so that's what's happening right now like this whiplash and so we're going to feel this whiplash in our pockets because that's where interest rate eats that, right? Exactly. 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 And then we got all the indexes down. I know the NASDAQ at this point is down 33%. Um, I'm not sure what yeah, the SPY is. The SPY is down 20, 27%. It's down 27, yeah. So, yeah. So kind of close yeah, to year to date. Yeah. I would tell people, you know, if you, I mean, I would I would ease into into my positions. I would dollar cost average, like Jose says all the time, and uh, you know just ease into the opposite. Don't put a whole lot of money in the market at one time. Just go ahead and, and dollar cost average in. But today we're going to discuss something that is a hedge against this inflation. Actually, you're going to benefit from it because of the inflation, which is I bonds. We're going to talk about the bond market a little bit, and we're going to show you a different avenue that you can look at in this particular market that we're in right now that you can still profit and make money. And the the sweet part about the bond market is it's guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? It's backed by the government and whatever the interest rate is that they're offering at the time, you locked in. You know, so um, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. And I think the I-bond right now, from what I looked in the notes, it's uh, currently the I-bond 9. rate. 9.6. 9.62%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's like the S&P 500 year over year, right? <laughs> About 10%. Yeah. And I mean, that's, a, that's a usually the pivot when we're in times of economic restriction in a way we're going to pivot towards fixed income and i think bonds are such a great alternative and the government is offering this for a short amount of time right because they know that we are struggling to keep up with inflation so you can deposit some money into there and earn at least what inflation is eating at in a savings account anyways you know right right. i think it's going to be offered for the next six months over the next six months i mean yeah so for issue explain what uh what is a bond um you know yeah yeah so i can explain a little bit about uh, a bond is basically another form for a company to issue debt right so a stock as we know it is equity a stock can issue equity meaning a part of its company literally to you for a to be able to raise uh to be able to raise uh money for for whatever right for expansion whatever they need it for. Mm-hmm. Or you can also issue debt in the form of a bond. So governments do this and also companies do it. Um, but the important thing about a bond as an investor, I think, is to look at a bond, their bond rating, right? So you want the bond rating to be triple A. Like what that means is just like companies, you know, that are good, there are companies that have a high risk of defaulting. So if you get a junk bond or a 
you know, below decent grade bond, you could also be investing in something that's risky. But with the government, the government has never defaulted, right? So that's why federal bonds are considered like the safe haven for money, especially in a recession, because you can put your money into bonds and guaranteed you're going to earn that 10% per year. Um, I don't know if there's any questions or I missed anything. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like uh, right, what, right now, the, what, what's the, the yields for the saving bonds right now? Like 9.6 for the savings bond. Uh, that's the federal savings bond. There's other, you know, bonds out there paying pretty high or yield because stocks aren't yielding very much, right? So if the stock markets aren't doing so good, bonds usually will. It's like an inverse relationship in the market. Right. I think that's like it's a lot for our investors. Is like the way people are listening. People, it's it's a low risk. You're getting ten percent of your money. Um, at the least 10% of your money. It actually is, it's very good. It's low risk. It's pretty much guaranteed money at that point. Yeah. And you can invest as little as like $25. Yep. And, up to and, like 10,000 per year, I think yep. per calendar year. Yep. That's the cap on it. And it's, it's protected. It's a protected savings bond. It's currently paying the 9.62%. Like we said, it's a hundred percent guaranteed. Uh, through the federal government. So you don't have to worry about losing money. You don't have to worry about anything. You can set it and forget it. You can put your money there, park it there. And I would even say that this would be a good investment, even for a percentage of your investment income to go into. Um, you know, I used to own some bonds a long time ago. I used to, they had this uh, program at, at the job I worked at and they had like, you can buy these bonds and they took it right out of your check. And every time you got a bond i think it was i think what a hundred dollars or whatever they were uh they would just send you the bond and you just had a bond i had like a bunch of them in my my safe i ended up giving them to my son uh when he got uh turned 18 but um so you have paper bonds <laughs> yeah they yeah they sent them to me it was like a nice. little, little uh bill or something and it just said bond what kind of bond it was and had the numbers on it whatever but those bonds turned out like some really good money for him you know so i ended up giving it to him when he graduated uh but um now that i'm looking back on it you know i never went back and revisited it again and i think that this will be since we even brought up this topic i got started looking into it a little bit more uh a good a good addition to an investment portfolio to have a oh, certain yeah. percentage of your money just go into bonds especially especially at this time uh, in the market when you can get these very high interest uh, rates on the bonds. I mean, 10% is nothing to laugh at, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's, it's, it's bad because they cap it, but, you know, I guess they have to do that. But, you know, 10,000, hey, if you can get 9.62% 9, 9, 9 on yeah. 10,000. And it's guaranteed to double. It's guaranteed to double. The thing is, like yeah, it still has a compound investment variable to it right so if you leave a bond in there so you have like a 10-year bond like you can leave a bond in there for a long amount of time right yeah. for it to accumulating and earning interest on the accrued principal so you can leave a bond in there at a 10 percent interest or you're going to double your money in like eight years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so the i bonds uh from what i understand is heavily impacted by inflation so if inflation like we got high inflation, well, the yield is going to be high or the return on your investment is going to be high. And if you have times when, when the inflation goes down, then the I-bond will 
you know, reverse itself and you'll get, you know, lower, lower returns on your investments in those bonds. So right now is a great time to consider the I bonds um, or mm -hmm. to, add, to add to your portfolio. And you can and really even then. Find... Sorry. Uh, go for it. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, go ahead, go. I was just going to say, if you want to buy them, by the way, you just go on treasurydirect.com.gov, treasurydirect.gov. And it's a direct website to the government, literally selling you these bonds. You can buy them online. Right, right. And, and it's treasurydirect.com. Treasurydirect.com. Right. And you have to hold them, though. You have to hold them. You can't just, like, cash out of them early, though. Or you Minimum of a year, inflation. right? Yeah, you will pay with inflation for that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. even with inflation going up, like, I don't think, man, like, the inflation going down to 2%, it's going to be a long time from now. Uh, then we're going to be, oh, yeah. we're going to be, not, yeah, it's, it's going it's to it's take some time for it to get down there. So that's why I, I'm looking at these. That's like, some okay, years. You got this in years, you, man. So, like, you might be like, if you're buying in right now at this 9% rate, okay, six months from now, it goes down a little bit to, you know, eight something you know that's still great i mean you can you can literally take a whole year of buying these bonds and getting great rates over the next year you know um if, if we're at the end of the year right now so let's just if you had ten thousand sitting around you can drop ten thousand in now and get that nine lock in that nine percent and then next year like january is right around the corner you know you can drop another 10 in and now you got 20 grand in a very short period of time that you're going to be getting this uh return on so uh, i think i think it's a, a good time you yeah. know we, we have a good time for it i'm interested to see how the bond market is gonna react to that because i don't have over the weekend i believe so um the bond market was closed today because of columbus day although mm -hmm. we have we had like, equities and everything was open but the bond market was closed so interesting to see it tomorrow to see how it opens up Right. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, if if you want more information on these bonds, you can also share, you know, check out careerofissue.com. Um, Sophia wants, you know, want to talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. If you have any questions about any of the topics that we're talking about or any questions related to your personal finances, feel free to go to careerofissue.com and we offer consulting sessions and one on one coaching. Yeah. And then just drop us a comment. Uh, you know, drop us a comment and then we'll we'll read those comments. And if you if you want any more information or maybe it's another bond you've been looking at and you want us to talk about that, you know, let us know and we'll do that in the next episode. But uh yeah, and we'll, um go, go ahead, ahead. Go. go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, we're gonna talk about the um, the our, our previous place uh moving forward. And do some technical oh, okay. analysis. So uh, we talk about oh, yeah. so, a couple so we, videos. We seen some we seen some price action in Sava, Cassava Sciences. Um, pull that chart up real quick, Jose. Um, yeah, we talked about this one about two episodes ago, and at the time it was sitting at a, I believe 40, 40 something dollars a share. And uh, yeah, we talked about I think forty eight on the. Was it forty eight? Between forty-eight and forty-five, I think when we talked about it, it was a couple yeah, it was on. Ago. I think I believe it was Friday or, or something. We 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 discussed it a little bit, but might might have been before that, maybe Thursday, Thursday or Friday. But, yeah, it was uh, like one of our first episodes. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, we talked about it coming back down. So it, it, it has done that. And it's what is it sitting at 35? Yeah, it bounced, it bounced a bit, uh, the 35, 29 support area. Uh, mm -hmm. We did say you know, that was a support area that you could bounce off of, um, do a short bounce of it and a daily. Um, I'm interested to see if it opens tomorrow below this support, if it breaks it overnight. We breaks it overnight. We, I mean, we break that 35. Just expect the start to go down to the spot to the 16. Like mm -hmm. it might take it slow. It, it might take it slow a couple months. In a couple months, might scroll on down to the 16 area support and then we test it there based on news, on future news. Uh, I know you said that there was some news coming out at the end of the year. But yeah, this, yeah, they got some news coming out before the end of the year. So I believe I think it'll. You know, depending on the news, you know, uh, if it's positive or negative, uh, if it's positive, it's definitely I don't care what's going on in the market. This one right here is going to 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 take a take a jump. So, um, yeah, because it's kind of based off of, you know, the news around the clinical studies of that's going on with the medication that they're developing here. So um, if they get positive news that comes out of the camp about, you know, how, how things have been going with the with the studies and the patients and stuff. And uh, what is that? Sorry, I I missed. What is the study? What is the medicine? Um, it's a clinical study for Alzheimer's disease. It's a medication that's going to help people cognitively and functionally. So there's two studies going on right now simultaneously, one for cognitive and one for function. So um, they've been getting positive uh, reviews back from this study, and they're in the they're in the third uh, stage. Uh, of the study. So they're kind of wrapping it up. They have like a year to go on the one study and the, and then I believe almost two years on the other, but, um, but they've been giving, you know, updates on how things have been going over time. And you, and you, if you look back at the chart over the last year or so, you will see how the spikes happen, you know, when news come out, it'll just go crazy. Um, I ran one of the, I, I ran one. So it's of like a, a catalyst play. Mostly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a catalyst play, and it's also a long-term play. It's a very, it's it's a. But it high, seems like it's going down right now, though. Probably down to consolidation. I now would probably wait right. for those levels to like go in because it sounds like there might be a year or so where they're still developing their right. Their well, drugs. they've been developing. It's been three years, but during that period of time, you know, they've been having these spikes and ups and downs because of news that they've been releasing about how things are going with the study. Um, and then, you know, when they got the FDA on and they approved them for the, for the stage three, then, you know, that was another catalyst that they had going on. And um, then there was a hit piece that came out on them and it, it kind of tanked because, you know, they kind of challenged the validity of the results of the study that they had released. So then, then we find out it was like some short seller. It was, it was crazy. It was like a bunch of stuff going on and they had to re refute everything. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of stuff going on with it and the volatility in it. But um, yeah. You know, I wrote, so in the future I wrote, here, I look for the stuff. Um, so yeah, go ahead, Ron. Uh, you want to finish up? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So in the, I was about to say, so in the future here, I expected, you know, right now we are 35. 30, the forward, I'm looking at the forward chart, 33, 35, 33 area. Um, that's a support area. We may bounce out of here. We break this overnight. I'm interested to see if we break this overnight or in the future. Expected to go down 23, um, 23.50, maybe 24. If it doesn't bounce from there, it's definitely going back to the low 16. 
which I think that's a year ago. Um, yeah. And there, that's actually it. And that, that's an area when he, he bounced there, like from there a couple of times already throughout the year. So he bounced there in May 2022 and then in August of this year. So mm-hmm. so this year, he, he already has bounced out of the $16, $15, dollars $16 area already twice. So if he goes back down before any, any type of news, I expect this to bounce back. It's actually a great, a great deal right here around 16. Also, I wanted to talk about Tesla. Tesla mm-hmm. being, you know, I've been getting big down. It's like eight days straight where it's been red. Uh, no upside for Tesla based on the uh, Elon Musk and the Twitter news. And then he may sell some of stock. I don't know what's going on with the Elon Musk uh, camp. Um, but I think Tesla in the future is a, it's a, long, it's a long-term investment. Um, Tesla, like we, uh, in, a couple, in a couple episodes ago, I did say, uh, I did say that it was, was going to go down to the 220. Um, 220 if it, if it and 210 being the, the major resistance. 220 is not so much a bigger, uh, sorry, support. Um, 220 is not much of a, of a support. It's actually a psychological point uh, where the stock may bounce be, being so oversold. Um, uh, I expect that being with CPI data, um, earnings coming soon. If we get about, if we don't go below 220, uh, he actually opened at 218 in pre-market and he bounced from there. But he had like a sideways trading day today. You look at look how crazy the five minute chart looks on the on today's session. He traded in the channel between 224 and 221 and, and two, mm-hmm. 220 and 224, uh, 225. Sorry. Um, so he just straight up didn't do much today, just a lot of volatility with the market as well. Um, but I'm expecting Tesla to like in the weekly Tesla. I don't see in the next couple of months, I don't see Tesla doing any much of upside. Like I see more like downside on Tesla. Um, the 200 MA being straight. Right now, the 200 moving average is around once 158. But it go up a little bit to the 170 area. Um, and and the price action, if you break the support, so 210, it's definitely gonna go below 200. I'm that I'm pretty um, confident they may go there eventually with some bounces here and there. It may go up and a short, you know, it's nothing straight. It's, it may, it's never going to be a straight down, straight up in the market. It's just, just know the levels for the people I know. It's still a 210 scenario. 220 is more like a psychological support for Tesla. Um, 210 is a major uh, support that it could actually could bounce there back to the 240 area, 240 region. Um, so just uh, keep an eye, put them, put it in the watch list. We have in our watch list, our, uh, we made a prospector investment uh, watch list. So every stock that we talk about here, every ETF, we're gonna have it in here um, and pretty much watch it, uh, watch the price action and just go back and tell you guys what, what it's doing, when it's you know, when it's a good time to buy, when it's a good time to, you know. What is the what is the market gonna do this week? Can we just take a quick look at the spy and see some levels that we may expect this week with CPI information coming up before we wrap up? Sure. Um yeah, uh, the spy right now, like the spy right now is trading at the t- 360 support. Um, it went down to a 357, which is the low of the year again, and it bounced out of there. Uh, um, right now, with this, despite this, uh, yeah, it's not there's not so much bullish movement on the spy and mm-hmm. on the market overall because of the whole CPI data. People want to speak. If we get like a, a better than expected CPI data, um, that's going to be know? the catalyst right there. So I think the market will move with whatever is happening. And what I'm curious to see is if 
tech will rebound larger than like the regular market, which which I think it will. Like if we have mm-hmm. good CPI data, tech is going to rebound hard. Yeah. And so those that's when it's really at that level right now, right? So I'm I'm curious to see that. If you're looking at like options play, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of volatility this week, but that'll be uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking for some interesting key levels on those. Also, um, also Apple. Watch Apple. Actually, Apple. We're gonna add it to a watch list. People want to like to invest Apple. You know, Apple is one of the. It's the biggest company. It's really it's like resilient. Gold. It's been yeah, really it's like resilient. gold. Yeah. So Apple was green today. The market was red. So like Apple moved the market. It has to. You already know. Like that goes down. The market's gonna everything. The market's gonna go down. It just uh, that's the way it is because it's so heavily weighted. It's the biggest. You know, so the biggest company in the S&P. 500. So you're in like tech companies like Tesla, Apple, uh, Microsoft. Those are companies when it, they could move based on the news, they could move the market. Yeah, yeah. They move the major indices because they weigh such a large portion of those indices. They're really well established and market cap extremely large on these companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Apple, um, it's, a, it's been, the low of the year is 1.9. Um, it's been trading. Between the 140s, he hasn't broke 137. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting if this week, if we get any more downside, um, if we get depending on CPI data, uh, if it's better than expected, we're definitely gonna it's gonna bullish for a while onto to the onto the meeting. So a bullish might mean it's gonna go up if you give better than expected CPI data on Thursday. Uh, if we get worse than expected, just expect everything to tank just to you know reach new lows. Um, if right now it's trading on support between 137 and 140, um, and the daily, so we can see Apple. If you Apple goes one to just look for levels of 135. If, you, if you're trying to buy, buy Apple, um, 135, 130. If we break below 130, it's definitely gonna go, it's gonna go to the 127 low year. Um, Apple moves, Apple moves pretty slow. I mean, but 129 is the low of the year, so that's expected. If we break below that, it's definitely gonna get. 2020 levels, which that was, uh, what was it? March, 2020, Apple was 59 bucks a share. And I think, I think it's important to keep all these companies in mind as you're thinking of like dollar cost averaging, right? Because as you see these key levels, like I literally have alerts on my phone that will tell me when certain stocks drop to certain levels, because to me that indicates a buy zone. Right. It's like, oh, it's like going to the store and saying, oh, this is on discount. Like it's on a discount. Right. So that's right. basically what it means for a lot of these stocks, especially the ones that have really good P.E. ratios. Right, A lot of these tech stocks are really elevated. So it's difficult to say with those. So but it's mostly based on like industry averages. Right. Relative yep, to gotta, other. Gotta go, yeah. Got to go with the industry because the P.E. ratio in oil and gas is much different than the P.E. ratio in the tech or the NASDAQ or some of the companies like Tesla or Apple or anything. So industry by industry, you got to evaluate PE ratios according to, you know, the multiples that that particular industry will give you. And you'll see the differences in that when you evaluate uh, tech stocks like Apple. Could you, yeah, could, so you we explain, got- could you explain how do you set these alerts? How does an investor set alerts? Could you just briefly mention? So, so for me, me, it's all about the app. Um, if you download Webull, E-Trade, well, I personally use E-Trade, but you can go on to the app and when you pull up a stock, look at the chart where you, there's settings, right? Where you go and say 
set up an alert at this price level and it'll basically send you a little notification when it hits that whatever specified level you gave it. Mm -hmm. That's I can kind of pay attention. We can kind of pay attention to this platform when we know there's a key resistant levels. Uh, we can just kind of set alerts, right? Is, is right. that right. what I'm understanding? You can set alerts. You can set buy orders. So let's just say you like, okay, Apple's 140. I want to buy Apple at 137. So you can set that in there and say buy Apple at 137. And if Apple drops to 137, it'll trigger a buy for you and your portfolio and it'll buy however many shares you set it for 10 shares it'll buy 10 shares and yeah and boom That'll you put the lim limit orders so what we call limit limit orders because yeah. in the yeah. in the in platforms we have e, uh like e-trade we have uh limit orders and we have um market orders market orders means you're gonna go in there right away uh they're gonna fill you mm -hmm. whatever price is at if you want mm -hmm. apple at uh 135 just put a limit order buy 10 shares and um Buy 10 shares of 135, and like Marla said, he's gonna straight like when he once he hits 135 for market open, he's gonna you could be sleeping and he's gonna buy it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's how you put at this different levels. I actually here in Trading View, I could set alerts, but I, I like it better from my from the broker alerts because it goes straight to my phone. Trading View, I, I don't go straight to my phone, it goes straight to my email, and I do see it, but um, but like, um and before investing in anything by the way you should do your due diligence on whatever it is that you're investing in so the information that we provide is very um it's, it's information for you to kind of start understanding what these different stocks are doing why we're invested in them and it's all just information to inform your investment decisions i just mm -hmm. want to point out that you know i think we we all have our own risk tolerances so we invest differently so an investment is something that is personal and unique to you. You know, you should take a lot of time in considering this, like you should any other investment decision. Yes, yes. So one thing, one last thing about Tesla. I know we were talking about Tesla. Um, to me, Tesla is the best risk-adjusted investment that you can make right now, um, especially as when if you see it fall below two hundred dollars a share. I mean, but even even at the current price, you know, I, I buy Tesla. Uh, I have it on my automatic for everyday investment, like boom, boom, every single day. Because one thing that's a little news came out about Tesla today, um, Tesla, the Model Y is the best selling EV in Germany right now for the month of September. It took over from uh, VW uh, in September. So it, it, it actually blew them out the water. I think it was uh, they sold 7000 of the VW EVs. I forget which model. But the Model Y sold 9,000, um, 9,000 something and just took over. Um, we know the plant in Berlin uh, just is just now ramping up. So I think there are like 2,000 vehicles a day right now. So a lot of the vehicles that they sold in Germany actually came from the China factory uh, that um, uh, exported in. So um and then we look at, I, I know you had sent something out about GM and Ford. Um, it was a, it was something somebody sent over to us about GM and Ford. Oh, yeah. And uh, looking at those companies is saying that they're going to, you know, lose some uh, market share. They're going to be down a little bit going into next year. And, and that is true because of the takeover of EVs. Uh, you got a lot of players in the market. Uh, Tesla being the flagship EV maker, but you have other players also. Uh, Rivian is one, 
and and they're they're doing good as far as their production they're doing pretty decent um and so you got a lot a lot of these companies coming in and eating into the gap taking these gas cars that gm or ford would have sold and taking them out of out of that uh market so um you're going to see a lot of change here over the next couple of years with those companies but as far as for tesla's concerned this company has taken over the market for automotive and we're just talking about automotive we're not going to even bring up all the other ten thousand things that they do great uh, we're just going to say the automotive and they make the most money per vehicle out of any automaker in the world just think about that they make the most money per vehicle out of any automaker in the world and it's not even close uh the numbers came out it says their gross profit per vehicle is 27.9 percent bro 27.9 nobody's making that that is 4.5 times the profits that ford and gm make on their cars or yeah so times. were you going to mention something about ford uh uh jose i saw you yeah i'm looking uh, um i was looking at four yeah pull up that pull up that chart yeah four is eleven dollars a share um yeah, because they took a hit. Ford, yeah, they took a hit. There was a trading of sixteen dollars earlier yeah. this year, August. Um, mm -hmm. and then now it's down back down to like eleven dollars a share. Four at ten dollars. Um, I will four is a company that's been around for for decades, man, for hundreds of years. It's you know, it's I don't think it's gonna go anywhere as a com as a company. It's just they do have a lot of debt compared to Tesla, like Marley said. Like Tesla, you know, like they make they make a lot of profits. And they they way ahead of Ford. I think with Ford, um, they they increasing the price the price of the of the cars. Like right now, the Ford Lightning they went from being, I think they increased about ten thousand, ten fifty thousand dollars. That's never mm -hmm. good. Like you know, like cause people right now can uh, a lot of people do uh, people who do go afford it. Yes, but nobody's gonna buy inflated prices. And that's the thing. Consumer consumer spending is gonna slow because of that because of that. So future aspect. I expect future earnings for future revenue for Ford, especially with the F1, the new F1, F-150 Lightnings, which I see them in the street. They're pretty nice cars. Um, very very nice. If, I, if, I like it a lot. Yeah, but if they can get it to a to a competitive price like Tesla has its cars, although Tesla Tesla's Model Y has been increasing um, price as well, but it's not the same thing paying fifty. I think what the Model Y is about fifty, sixty thousand dollars uh, mm -hmm. starting price. The phone line, I'm saying the price tag of that's like a hundred thousand. Uh, right. And the starting, I think the starting price for the for the for the for the battery is um seventy thousand. So if you increase the price on those, those vehicles, you're not gonna get it. That you know, you're not gonna hit a set. Of, you know, it's not gonna be like buying like a, you know like four sold or so many F150s over the years. But let's say one, I mean, you guys being from Detroit. Uh, you see those uh, running everywhere. I mean, for, for F-150 is the same everywhere. It's car. Yeah. It's the best truck they ever sold. Ever. But I mean, it's also yeah, 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 yeah. Period. So like, yeah, but that's that's a price range. So if you if you like go over a price range that you always sold F and you get you introducing uh, F-1 uh, lining that people don't know where the where the tow capacity and still you know it's still like brand very new introducing at a higher price. That that uh, F-150. Uh, fan base that you have it's not going to go to the new fan base of the lightning because guess why it's more overpriced and you don't know if you're going to give you the same 
satisfaction that the one that the one you already have the gas one has so right um, very true so yeah yeah so that will impact for ev ev sales because just of the price you know the price you gotta bring the price down so i think i don't see not much upside in four on in gm and gm what they have they had um i think they have that like uh, what's that they, got the, they, got, the, they got the the bolt and the um they have the Hummer that's out. That's like hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something. Yeah, crazy. not everybody gonna get. Yeah, I think they got a couple of other models they coming out. I think a, the Cadillac Lyric is electric. You mentioned that. Out. You mentioned the Cadillac. Oh, yeah. the Chevy, yeah. the Chevy Silverado is the one that actually they're coming out with too. That's actually, yeah, they come, uh, yeah, they coming out with the, with the pickup to compete. You know, with the with the compete, Ford yeah. and Rivian, and uh, which is pretty nice. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the, the new Chevy Silverado. It looks pretty nice. Yeah, um, yeah. The new the but the, the electric version. But the thing is, with them, with those, with 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 those companies, foreign GM, then just need to be the cost the cost of the price down to com, com, compete with Tesla. So yeah. maybe yeah, the cost of the battery, the the cost of the battery might be higher for them than it is for Tesla. Mm -hmm. Because just Tesla has a better supply of how to make the battery, right. and they is, they lie years ahead. They lie years ahead yeah. from Ford and GM. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So that, that, that's gonna be the that's gonna be Ford and GM's. Um, yeah, that's killing the killer right now. Yeah, the killer seal. So maybe they'll get a fix in the future, and that's when you're gonna see better earnings. Um, and then there's a, then right there's now, the semi then there's a semiconductor talk as well. Remember we mentioned that last uh, last meeting. Yeah, so that, because that's a, that's a oh, yeah. that, 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 that segues into the their problem. You know their problem is they they they're gonna need more chips for the EVs versus the gas cars, right? But their deals that they have doesn't factor in the increase that they're going to need in all areas not just the chips but the batteries they don't have any they're just now creating these relationships for uh the materials yeah. they're going to need to produce the the kind of battery power they're going to need to to produce the vehicles that to, to compete so the problem is they're not making any money on evs so when they sell an ev they're selling it at a loss Mm -hmm. Every EV they sell, they're selling it at a loss. So that is the big issue with Ford and GM and a lot of the legacy automakers is the transition is going to eat into their profits so bad. Uh, and then at the same time, you have the, you have the decrease because the demand for EVs is growing. So people don't want to buy a gas car anymore. They're like, look, if I'm about well, to buy yeah. a car. You can't. I think they can't sell gas vehicles after 2035. In California, yeah, it's yeah. old. So not, not, a, not a new one. You Asian. can sell used ones, but not, not right. a new one. Exactly. But uh, California is a whole different. California is a whole different level because they're talking about they want to. They lost it. The loss here is just a whole different. We don't. We but could get into what? that, but we could get. You it, know it, what? It is, it is. GM and Ford compete globally, so they have uh, stuff in China. And guess mm -hmm. what? China's saying the same thing California's saying. You can't sell a gas car here after 2035. Yeah. So, but the grid in China, I think that's the thing with it. You got to hold it with the grid. The grid in California is having technical difficulties. So, we, you know, we, like this past summer yeah. it got so hot here that we're telling people not to charge their cars. So, they got to fix that too. Oh, wow. So, we, yeah. 
with the with the whole implementation, you gotta it's just the whole infrastructure. So that like, we could get into the whole infrastructure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it's just the infrastructure is gonna catch up. It has to catch up with the the amount of vehicles they're gonna have. They got a plan for that. I'm pretty sure it's definitely not there that. yet. It's definitely not there yet. We need to find other ways to produce our own sustainable power to be able to power these supposedly sustainable things, or otherwise it's just this cut like it's just a an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what this whole uh, this whole bill is about. That this spending bill that they have going on right now is for infrastructure. It's for chips. It's for uh you know getting a grid together is for you know all of those types of things to support the transition that's what all this trillion dollars that that they're talking about signing this bill to spend is for so um as the demand grows and it transition happen they'll be you know adding these things and and, and fixing the situations that need to happen for uh, you know to be viable everywhere um so i mean we'll see how it goes but i i do know that you know, it's a lot. It's a. It's going to be Ford and GM are going to be a different company. They're not going to be as big as they are today in, in, in five years from now or, or 10 years from now. They're going to be a much smaller. They would have to pivot. They would have to completely pivot. Yep. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make their electric business be separate from the gas business now. It's, they're totally trying to spin it off into a whole different Ford and GM. Well, I know for sure Ford is doing that because they already have have put it out there. So um, Plus, we'll there's a lot there's a lot of competition coming, man. So yeah, the next yeah. this EV EV electric vehicle a green energy sector is gonna it's it's gonna be man the future is gonna be huge. Uh, yeah. So just like I said, scaling accordingly um, to just research the companies. Um, yeah, just research the companies and then like scaling. And let us know if you have questions. Up. Yeah, and let us know if you have questions about any of these EV companies. We can do a, like an EV um, forum where we kind of yeah, look yeah. At we some can do of a, those we can do an episode time. just on EVs. Just do an yep. EV deep dive on whatever. It's definitely the future. Okay, folks. Awesome. Yep. Thank so you guys listen, for watching. Yeah, and all the listeners and viewers, comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want our next topic to be. Uh, appreciate all of your time. Peace. Okay, thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.